thanks to the book and, and writing about my daughter's journey with her cancer, really gave me that that platform to allow more healing to occur, more more progress in my grief. There were there were areas that were you know just stuck inside of me that I wasn't even aware of, and until I started going through the journey and writing that book and and then revisiting sections of the book, I mean, they would hit hard. Welcome to the podcast, Share Your Story, Exploring Humanity One Heart at a Time. I am your host, Jenny Diltz, and I help people convert their grief into growth in their own way and in their own time. This is a podcast where we dive deeply into the stories that make us who we are and show us who we can become. Together, we share real-life experiences of growth through our grief. I can be found at grievingcoach.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss exclusive interviews and some of my own tidbits and insights on grief. Welcome, everyone. Today on the Share Your Story podcast, I have a returning guest, Katie Fasciano, who is a holistic practitioner, same healer, and warrior. She works with individuals to help them recover from physical and emotional situations. She discovered Seimei five years after her infant daughter, Elizabeth, was diagnosed with a rare stage four brain tumor. Katie began learning the healing shortly afterwards. Some of the benefits of Seimei for her daughter include reduction in anxiety and a decrease in pain. Her work can be done in person and also over the phone. During Katie's first appearance, she shared what Seimei healing is and the role it played in Katie's warrior journey through the life, death, and grief aspects of pediatric cancer. Tune in to episode 27, Magic of a Healer, Healing Warrior, to hear Katie's story. Now, 10 years after her daughter Elizabeth's death, Katie is publishing a book called Never Give Up Hope, and she's here to tell us all about it and how her grief journey has unfolded since then. Welcome, Katie. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so good to have you on the show again. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Before we get started, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Oh, yes. Um, you can find me at my website, uh, com. Perfect. So it's been it's been a while since our last conversation on Share Your Story. Yes. Give us a download of what's happened since then. Oh, well, I, I took on something I thought I would never take on, and that was writing a book. Um, I started the journey about a year and a half ago, and um, the, the first version of it was done in less than six months. Um, then, then came the harder part for me. Um, all of it has been interesting and, and emotional, um, but the second uh, second leg of it, um, more than, um, more than, gosh, uh, I guess it's been almost another year has been editing and refining it. Uh, and it has really stirred up, um, some of the past experiences that I went through with my daughter. Uh, a lot of the grief has stirred up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has taken time to manage. I've had to honor the process with myself and allow that time that I needed to manage and help to process 
those emotions that were stored kind of stuck away somewhere that I hadn't wanted to deal with yet, but writing this book allowed me to start dealing with it and helping to work through it. Mm-hmm. Are there insights that you have seen as you've been writing this book that you didn't notice before? Hmm. Insights uh, into the grief process or what? Into your own grief? Like, oh, I didn't realize that was a thing that I was holding on to or oh, this is, this is a new look on this experience. Um, so yes, yes, definitely, uh, new insights. Um, some, some moments in Elizabeth's journey, I didn't even realize had trauma attached to them. Mm-hmm. And when I went, especially, as I said, through the editing part of this book journey, it really brought to surface some of the emotions I didn't even realize were there. Um, And uh, I've always known there was a sadness attached to this. Um, What I hadn't really touched uh, into as of yet, as of um, at this stage of my grief, I did not have... um, an awareness to the level of anger that I had related mm. to the grief. And some of that anger has also been able to come to surface and help to process it rather than just having it stuck inside me. Yeah. Were you surprised when that anger showed up? Very, very, very surprised. Yes, it was, uh, <laughs> is interesting times when when that anchor surfaced because it also got intertwined into my current life and I had to step back and realize okay let's let's do some self-care here and work through this because the conditions in my current life do not match the level of anger that was coming (laughs) got it so how did you process and work through that anger um as i mentioned with self-care with my same the same helps me to work through emotional and physical conditions both with my clients and also with myself uh and and simple things like when i was really worn down i needed to to take a, take a nap during, during the middle of the day. And, and I'm not a person to do that. Um, but I was listening to my body and listening to what it needed in that Mm -hmm. moment. Sometimes it it could be a meditation I, I did. Uh, but it was really important to see where I had these over exaggerations of emotions emotions that didn't fit the current context of what was going on and and learning to step back and again bring in more self-care in that moment so that I could work through it better yeah in learning to step back from it was that like a oh I got it or was it more of a gradual process
I guess it depends, like situation by situation, okay. how it was. But I would say thanks to the book and, and writing about my daughter's journey with her cancer really gave me that that platform to allow more healing to occur, more more progress in my grief. I, there were there were areas that were you know just stuck inside of me that I wasn't even aware of and until I started going through the journey and writing that book and and then revisiting sections of the book I mean they would hit hard you mm. know just reading again through a section would bring those moments back to life a little bit and mm-hmm. that was not easy but it was very cathartic and I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I took this project on um, and uh, pushed aside, you know, feelings I had of oh gosh, I'll never write a book. Well, this is an important story, and it brings me joy to be able to share about my daughter. Um, it continues her legacy when I can speak about her, when I can write about her and share her. I want to I want to be able to share her with as many people as possible because she's an amazing being both while she was here on the planet and even you know up in heaven she's still just this bright light shining and and I want her to be shared with many many more people. Awesome. That's such a great legacy to give not only to her but to yourself for like she is an important part of my life. She was when she was living and she still is. And this is how Mm -hmm. I can honor her and her life. Yes. Yes. That's so cool. Um, What motivated you to not only start writing the book, but keep going with it? Um, Well, that wasn't just me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thankfully, even just the beginning of my journey, uh, with writing that book, I, I think my in my head, I still thought, oh, gosh, I'm never writing a book. But with my work, I do online networking a lot. And one of these online networking, it was actually a speed networking, which meant you had like only a few minutes each, but you got to meet each person within this small group that we had. And one of the people I met was a book coach. And I thought, this could be a sign. And more than this might be a sign, the woman's name was Betty, which is short for Elizabeth. And then as I got to know her more, she had um, also lost a child. And I thought, oh my gosh, who better to be my coach than someone that knows a grief of losing a child? Uh-huh. Um, and then there was even a third thing that, that um, was like, I, I had already sealed the deal with her having a child lost, knowing that that pain um, was was the biggest sign for me of this is the right person to work with. And that's really what helped me to get the story quickly out of me. It was mm-hmm. within five months that we were able to um, pull the story bit by bit from me into the written word. Um and then uh, even even um, in the later phase, when it was time to do the publishing uh, and all the book design and the the cover and many other little 
intricacies that I didn't realize were needed to be done when you publish a book, uh, I was able to find a second book coach that took me from that that area to publish. Nice. And this, and the, and that's uh, that was important for me to have uh-huh. those those individuals in my life to allow me to continue the momentum. That's awesome. So when you were writing with, when you were working with Betty, did you, how did you um, get your words from your story from your life experience into written words on the page? Yes. Good question. Uh, we started with me writing it. Uh-huh. Um, and within a few weeks I got, uh, they call it writer's block, I think. <laughs> And I was like, I just can't even write one more word. I don't know what to do. Uh And she said, no problem. Thankfully, you know, book coaches have worked with other authors and they know that things like this can happen. And and a suggestion she gave me was from this point forward, we're going to talk like an interview. Uh And there is um, thankfully lots of platforms, um, and there is uh, online, there's lots of platforms. And one of them of what we used was voice to text. So she would ask questions that would help trigger the those moments in time that I wanted to speak about. And then it was able to be converted, my, my voice speaking the story to a written word. There was still a lot of massaging to be done to make it into the correct chronological order and and uh-huh. the correct portions because sometimes I would repeat myself being that it was just us chatting to get yeah. to that but it it um it came together that's awesome so cool um so now that we've talked a lot about the book Tell us what, like, what the book's theme is, or what you'd like your audience to get from your book. Um, I'd like the audience to be inspired by the book. I, you know, my title is "Never Give Up Hope," and I, I feel like as a gr- grieving mother, I can still say that. I I really truly believe, you know, to never give up hope. My I never wanted to lose my daughter, but I have such a beautiful, beautiful experience of those seven and a half years that she survived. Six and a half of them she battled with cancer during that time. And I am I, I'm a different person from that experience. And now that she has left this world, this book and and her story are always with me. And with the book, it actually it can exist past me now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to just end when my life ends, but but now it it really could continue forever. And she. She was a warrior. She was, she battled so hard and had so many tough moments in her journey. There were, there were lighter moments, thankfully too, but those tough moments, I feel like, gosh, it it shouldn't go to waste. 
Like mm -hmm. more people should know about the determination and resilience that she had. You know, it's, it's inspiring to see what a little girl could do and, and, and persist through and, and really come out of many experiences, still rallying, still fighting. So that's incredible. I can't wait for more people to hear her story. Yeah. Um, where does, where does never give up hope start? Does it start at Elizabeth's birth or before? Like, give us like the, um, the scope. Yes. Um, it really does start at the beginning and it, it follows, um, most of her bigger moments in her life from, from when she was born through when she left. Um, and, uh, you know, talks about, you know, um, lighter moments and talks about some of those moments that were, uh, more difficult where she was, you know, battling or, or, or different treatments or different surgeries and things like that. But it's, um, it really though does show, you know, what an amazing, amazing little girl she was and, you know. She's my hero. <laughs> That's awesome. Does it continue after her death too? Into go and go into like your grief story a little bit? It's uh the focus is on Elizabeth. Okay. Um just very little at the end. It touches a little bit after. Um, but it it really is the concentration is is about Elizabeth. This is a story and a tribute to her and 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 a story that I want to evoke hope and inspiration to others. That's awesome. And you talk, I'm, I'm imagining that you talk, you share some of your same stories in the book as well. I do. Yes. And your same yes. experiences. Um, yes. Which one, what's your favorite experience with same My favorite experience with same So interesting. Uh, Probably not even one that was in the book. Because, oh, really? <laughs> again, yes, my book is Elizabeth. <laughs> uh -huh. And and absolutely, some of my favorite ones were hers. But my um, absolute favorite to date was one very early into learning Seime. And it was when Elizabeth was here, um, still journeying through that, you know, those years where she was battling and and in remission and, you know, like she was still, she was still here and she was still present uh, for this situation. Um, but she had her best friend come over one day who had um, taken a fall and um, it was uh, a chunk of skin was taken out of her knee. It was summertime. She was at a pool and uh, she came over and it was, there was no like um, scab on it. It was just this chunk from her knee. And the mom said, oh, you know, she's on the swim team and she's going to be out as being participating for a, a week until this heals. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, well, if you don't mind, could I, you know, do some same to her knee and see what happens? And so I very simply did same I and I the the visual is what blew me away. Because as I was watching her knee as I worked, 
um, the circumference of the gouge, the, the skin that was taken out was shrinking. And the depth was getting less, you know, was getting uh, more shallow. Uh -huh. And within this shrinking area, there were these little droplets of what I thought was water. I didn't know what it was, but it looked like water. And I I consulted with a family uh, pediatrician friend that we had, and I told her about the experience. And she said, well, first of all, you're describing an experience of, of this uh, wound healing. The wound usually would take seven to nine days. You, you were doing your same for a half hour. So you did something that usually takes seven to nine days. It happened in a half hour for you. And secondly, those little droplets were not water. They were actually skin cells reforming in front of your eyes. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. I wish I would have videoed it. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, someday, maybe I'll get something like that to video again, <laughs> get that chance again. Awesome. Um, when we were talking about your self-care, you mentioned Samey as part of that, um, like in dealing with your anger and stuff. Did that work as like, can you do Samey for yourself? Or was that like a reciprocal as you were doing it for others? It was in turn healing you as well. Or both. Um, yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> um the best thing as a same practitioner is for me to be doing same for someone else, because as I'm doing for someone else and they're getting, you know, uh, more and more relief, m my own body and conditions in my body are getting more and more relief. So it's a win-win because I'm working with a client as well as I'm helping my body at the same time. Uh -huh. There is, there are things that you can do with same, you know, there's going to be moments when there's not somebody in your presence or there's not someone that I can do a phone session for yeah. or haven't scheduled um, where I can I can do a perfect remedy or I, you know, there's different things that can be done um, to help just if it's just you. That's cool. Um, for people who aren't familiar with Samey, give us a little bit of overview of what hmm. same is uh same is a technique that comes from japan um and it's uh, a technique that can be done in person or over the phone or video um it helps um on a uh, on any kind of physical emotional even spiritual qualms issues disease, um, you name it. It's, uh, can work on chronic and acute conditions. Um, and it's, uh, it's been an incredible journey. I'm doing it now for 11 years and I did learn it, um, for my daughter, uh, five years into her cancer battle is when I found it and I started learning it for her. And it really made a tremendous difference in her life. She had, um, doctors had given her uh, only two weeks to live uh, back in June of 2012. Mm -hmm. um, and instead of just two weeks, she lived another nine months. She didn't wow. pass away until March of 2013. Um, and I am just, I will be eternally grateful um, for all those extra 
seconds, minutes, days, weeks, and months extra that I got with Elizabeth. She was an amazing being and what a blessing that I had her for that many more months than what doctors, you know, felt she would be able to sustain for. I love how your, your face just lights up whenever you talk about Elizabeth. It's so cool to see. Yes. <laughs> um, what are you most excited about your book and, and sharing Elizabeth's story? Well, uh, so I think you already gave the answer. <laughs> so what am I most excited about the book with is because I get to share in a, in bigger platforms, in a bigger way with many more people, Elizabeth's story. So cool. Um, tell us when it will be released. Or when it, yes. yes. Tell us it's, it's release uh, date. <laughs> uh, release date is May 19th, 2023, which is Elizabeth's 18th birthday. She'd be a senior in high school this year. And that is what actually has helped me have this push to have it released May 19th, because I thought, what a better way to bring in her 18th birthday in a big, huge way. And also to be in a big time celebration, because if she was physically here in this world as a senior in high school, this would have been such a celebrate celebratory year. Mm -hmm. We'd be doing senior prom, we'd be doing graduation, we'd be, you know, colleges and, you know, and, and in the fall, she would be going off to college. I, I, I you know, so, so this is my way to pay tribute to some or all of those special occasions in her life by, you know, making the world know about her in a bigger, huger way, much more expansive, having that book and that platform. And I would love to have spe speaking engagements um, about her and about, you know, how Sami played a role in, in helping to keep her here longer and how it's helped me now, 10 years post losing her, to be a more um, solid person. I, I have two other children um, that needed a mother in these past 10 years. Uh -huh. And, you know, I'm sure they would have had a mother either which way, but they they needed to have a stable mother that, that had uh, tools to be able to keep herself strong to, to be better for, for the girls. And, and thankfully, Sammy has been the front runner absolutely in that to allow me to be in a better space and and you know in these cases where you know for instance the book stirred up some emotions and and maybe heightened things when it wasn't related to the current situation thankfully I had Sime as a tool to help soften gent you know make things more gentle more peaceful in mm -hmm. a quicker way that's awesome. Um, how have your girls built or grown or like, what's their re relationship with Elizabeth? That's a good question. Um, I think each child is unique. Each child um, manages differently. Um, they both have different styles. Um, 
as in other family members with this grief. Um, seems like each and every one of us have a different style in our grief, you know, in how we manage our grief. Yeah. Um, some are more proactive with the grief. Some, some want to speak about Elizabeth in their lives mm-hmm. and others are just more comfortable with keeping Elizabeth to themselves and, and, you know, traveling that road kind of on a more solo basis mm-hmm. and no, no way of dealing with grief is wrong. Yeah. Well said. Um, did they know Elizabeth when she was physically here? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, my middle daughter, Mary, was four and a half when Elizabeth passed. Okay. And my youngest daughter was almost two years old. So they both have firsthand memories of their uh-huh. sister. My middle daughter has more of those memories right. because she had more years with her big sister. Uh-huh. Uh, but they both do, which I'm very grateful for as well, that they they do have that firsthand remembrance, uh, knowledge, and and relationship with their big sister. That's awesome. And have they, what's been their reaction to you writing Elizabeth's story? Um, They've been good about, like good about it. I'm going to say like they, they, uh, for instance, they know I'm doing this interview now and they're being uh, good about it too. (laughs) Uh, You know, um, keep the house quiet as I, as I chat with you. (laughs) (laughs) Very important. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Do you think they'll read Never Give Up Hope? Certainly hope so. Read <laughs> or maybe take a listen to it. I'd like to uh-huh. eventually have an audiobook of it. Right now there's like um it's Kindle and there's hardcover and softcover options. Okay. Um but I think having the audio is going to be even expanding it in a much further way because then when you take a road trip, you could be listening to it or, you know, when you're just uh, relaxing, you can, you know, listen to it and not have to have that book or that Kindle in front of you to to read through it. Sure. Um, do you have an idea of who would do the voice on the audio? I'm hoping it's me. Awesome. I want to um, speak to... Uh, have my voice there so not only is it the voice but I'm sure it would capture some emotion as I'm reading it and the expressiveness I think would be more on point as well Uh uh-huh yeah that's awesome that's to come I don't have I don't have an idea when that will be accomplished but that's one of my next steps Uh uh-huh perfect Yes. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share today? Hmm. Just, I would um, say that writing a book is cathartic. Um, and and for sure in this grief community that you support and that I'm a part of, I would encourage those that are dealing with grief write about it whether it becomes a book or not even if you journal about it 
it can be a really healing journey to to write it down because I think one of the things that worry um, those that have lost someone is that we're going to forget details mm-hmm. of their life of their journey, and if we if we put it on paper, we're not going to forget. We can always refer back to it, and that's a gift in it in and of itself that we can refer back to something maybe we write today that 10 years from now, we may, it may get a little more, um, you know, gray in our minds, like not as clear, but we can then refer back to that written word and say, okay, yes, I do remember that. And thankfully I wrote it down because now I remember those other more intricate details and it just makes it more alive again for me to read that. Yeah. That's one thing that uh, comes up quite often actually with my clients is, the power of writing it down even if like in healing relationships if you didn't have a good relationship with the person that died um being able to like write a letter to them or express how you're feeling about them or about the relationship just the act of expression gets it out of you so that your energy, your emotions can flow better. Mm, okay. Um, so if it's repairing a relationship or cl- uh, gaining closure from a relationship, if it's remembering those details, like you mentioned, and being able to refer back to it, oh yeah, that happened, that really did happen. And there were some good times there. There were a lot of struggles and there were good times too. And to like have a more complete picture of it's not all doom and gloom. There was some sunshine in there too. Yes. yes. Um, and also like you, for, like you said, it's cathartic to just, mm-hmm. even if you're just doing stream of conscious, I'm just going to write whatever comes to mind. Yes. That in a way is allowing you to process everything that's going on inside. Nice. Yes. Good. So there's uh, I'm glad there's the clinical um, support for it as well, that you would, you're saying you work with your clients that way, because I'm, I definitely have found in the last year and a half, this has been a really wonderful way to honor my daughter's journey and, and to help to have a, uh, a document now, a book that's gonna um, always have that. No matter you know if I'm remembering different things over the years or not, I have that book to refer to, and and especially like for her younger sisters, they've got yeah. that book to lean onto, like lean to, and and remember details. Some of those details are before they're even born, so some of the details they wouldn't have known without that. Right. And like you said, it's a legacy that goes beyond your life, goes beyond their lives. It certainly goes beyond Elizabeth's physical life. Books and written record are are things that they're a legacy in and of themselves that don't end with death. Right, right. It's a beautiful thing. I can't wait. (laughs) Let's let's have the world, you know, read this book. And be inspired. Uh Uh-huh. For sure. Um, For our listeners who would like to find out more about you and about the book, 
tell us where they can reach you. Uh, yes, um, my website is www.seimeihealing.com. Uh, there are going to be other um, uh, things developing over time, but at this point, uh, all information can be found through my website. And, um, you know, hopefully you'll be seeing me um, with offerings uh, in your community soon. Awesome. And I'll put links to the links to Katie's website and where her book can be found and her book website as that comes out and is ready to go. I will put those in all in the show notes so you can um, reach out to Katie and also check out her new book, Never Give Up Hope. Right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Katie, for coming back and sharing more of your, more of Elizabeth's story and also more of your process in, in navigating, navigating your grief and her story and how it all intermixes, intermingles and, and the healing process that you've been on as you've been writing this book. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been another amazing conversation here on Share Your Story, exploring humanity one heart at a time. Thank you listeners for tuning in and receiving these stories. If you appreciated this episode, remember to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on special subscription-only content. If you are struggling with grief and would like to make it more manageable, schedule a call through my website, grievingcoach.com, and I will give you one tool that you can implement today. Until next time, Remember that all of our experiences make us who we are and that we can turn grief into growth. You are known and loved in more ways than you could ever imagine. Your voice matters. So share your story.